Welcome to the Don't Live Stuck podcast, where we believe every person should constantly question the direction they are going and redirect if necessary. It's your life, so live it. Here is your host, Leo Rodriguez. Why is this man so serious? Let me do it. Here's your host, my daddy. Can I just start by saying thank you? Thank you to everybody that reached out to me with positive comments and encouragement regarding my podcast episodes. Thank you so much. You have no idea what it means to me to have you guys come up to me or send me a message to tell me that you listened to the podcast, that you enjoyed, and that you learned something from it. After wanting to do this for so long and then finally doing it and putting it out there for everybody to listen to, to have you guys come back to me and tell me that you enjoyed it, it means the world to me. So thank you and I hope you enjoyed this new episode as well. I want to start today's episode by asking you a very serious question. Can you really, really... Hakuna Matata. Yes. Can you really? Hakuna Matata. For those of you that don't know where this phrase comes from, it's from a Disney movie called The Lion King. The story goes something like this. A baby lion runs away after his dad dies and they try to blame him for his dad having died. When he runs away, he is found by Timon and Pumbaa, two animal characters. They find him and they quickly realize that the baby lion is depressed. He's sad because he thinks it was his fault that his dad died. They tell him that he shouldn't be sad, that he shouldn't live that way. And then they tell him, Hakuna Matata. And he says, what's that? And they tell him that Hakuna Matata means living with no worries and living problem free. Living with no worries and living problem free. So my question to you is, can you really do that? Can you really live worry free and problem free? We're going to talk about those two things separately. Let me tell you right off the bat what I think and what I'm going to focus on today. I'm going to tell you that no, I don't think it's possible to live worry free. And I don't think it's possible to live problem-free. In fact, I will even tell you that I don't think you should want to be worried or problem-free. And I'll explain why in a minute. First of all, think about what is it that makes you worried. What is it that gets your mind racing and makes you get worried about certain situations? In my case, I'll tell you that one of the things that makes me worry the most is the unknown. It's the things that I don't know. It's the things that I don't have control over. And those things made me wonder, make me think. Those things get my mind racing and I start getting anxious. The thing to understand is worriness is a feeling. You feel worried. And because it's a feeling, it's something that you can control. Now, I don't believe that you can live worry-free. 
like I said earlier. But I do believe you can minimize being worried or the level of anxiety that comes from being worried. So let me suggest a couple of things that I've done and that have really helped me so that you don't allow worry to control you. Now, I'm still working on them. It doesn't mean that I don't get worried ever. But when I do start feeling anxious because I'm worried about something, I start thinking about those things and it helps me get to a better state of mind and deal with the situation a lot better. Okay, first thing that I've learned to minimize worry in my life is always look ahead. Always be prepared. What does that mean? That means that a lot of the times when I would get worried, it's because it was somewhat of an emergency. Something happened and I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't prepared. I was not planning on that situation going a specific way. So I wasn't ready for it. So because I wasn't ready for it, my mind would start racing in all kinds of directions, wondering what I was going to do to solve that situation. So what did I do instead? I started learning to prepare ahead of time, whether it was for work, uh, for my family, for any kind of situation, you got to look ahead and you got to think, what if, what if this happened? What would I do then? Let me give you a real example from personal experience. My wife and I have been married for a little over a year and we had our, our first child and I was still going to school. She was working as a nurse and I was working part-time just at a minimum wage job as a cashier. And every month there seemed to be more month than check. Every month we were short on cash and we were struggling to, to make ends meet. So I decided uh, maybe I should put a little bit of money into buying cars, fixing them and selling them for a profit, hopefully. So after a lot of sacrifice, I was able to buy this one car and I got it. And I remember I took it to the shop and I knew already that I was using pretty much everything we had to buy this car. And she got there and she said, I need to go buy some stuff for the baby and some food for the house. Um, how much do we have? And I said, well, how much do you need? So after she told me, which wasn't very much, it was probably like 30, 40 bucks. I gave it to her and I realized that I was left with $7 in my pocket. Literally $7 is what we had after she bought those diapers and whatever little food she could afford. It was $7 and the car now. I remember looking at her. It wasn't even... I wish I could tell you that it was one of those sad moments that we kind of, you know, that we got teary and hugged each other and said, hey, we're going to get through this. It wasn't. We kind of just laughed at each other like, really? $7 is all we have left? Like, what a joke, you know? But we're nearly wet. We were having fun. And yeah, she left. I kept $7 in my pocket. And I remember thinking to myself, this is not cool. I mean, my wife is amazing and she never complained. But I remember thinking, this is not cool, and this is this is not how I want to live. This is not how I want our marriage to be. 
So thankfully, uh, I was able to just fix up the car real quick and sold it, made a profit, got some cash back. But what happened is that that kept happening over and over and over again because my habits with money were not good. And we were always short on money. Eventually, I quit the job that I was at. And I decided to move into this field now where where I own my own business now. And she was able to quit her job and stay home with our kids, which has been a huge blessing for us. When I moved from that job that I had to starting my own business, her and I talked and we said, we don't want to go through that again. We don't want to be left with $7. Because trying to go to sleep with $7 in your pocket, knowing that you have a wife, knowing that you have a child, knowing that you have rent that's coming up, that you need to buy food, it's not a cool thing. It is not fun, and it definitely keeps you up at night. So when I made that transition from that crappy job that I had to starting my own business, I said, look. We have to build up our savings to at least two or three months expenses in case something happened to me. If I get hurt, if work slows down a little bit, if the business doesn't take off like we think it will, we have to have two to three months saved up as a safety net. We have to have that just so we're comfortable. And did that minimize me being worried about not having enough cash at the end of the month? Oh, yes, it did. Did that minimize me being worried about the business? Of course it did. So back to my original point. You have to plan ahead. You have to look forward. You have to think, what if? What if this happened? You have to have those plans in place or else you're going to get worried. Now, do I still get worried if my business doesn't do so good? Do I still get worried if one of my employees quits or if um, something whatever it is of course I do of course I do because it's normal because it's part of life but do I minimize it by being prepared for an emergency a whole lot it's a better life when you know you are prepared for a rainy day okay so think about your situation think about how you can look ahead plan ahead for the things that make you worried and see how you can minimize that. The second thing I, I have learned to minimize worry in my life is to ask others who have gone or are going through the same situation that is worrying me at that particular time. Believe it or not, you are not the first person going through what, through whatever your situation is. There are others who have been there and they know what can help and what doesn't help. Ask them. When I made the jump from my crappy job that I had to starting my own business and flooring, my dad has been doing flooring as well. So I went to him and I asked him, how is it that you go day by day working, but really not knowing how many customers you'll have tomorrow, really not having control as to how much work you're going to have because my dad works for a big flooring company. So they give him um, the work 
so he doesn't really have control over cells or anything like that. So I wanted to know how he dealt with that. And he said, look, as long as you do a good job, as long as you're honest, and as long as you keep your faith in God, you're always going to be blessed with work. People are always going to come to you because they know you do a good job, because they know you're reliable, because they know you're honest. That really helped me because I knew that I wanted to be all those things as a business owner anyway. I wanted to be honest. I wanted to be reliable. I wanted to do a good job. I wanted to know people that they can count on me. I wanted to provide good service. So I said, okay, that's that's good. You know, I, I can do that. Then I went to my uncle who works in flooring but in a different kind of, of flooring than my dad. And I asked him the same question. I said, how do you go day by day not being sure how much work you're going to get, how much work you're going to have? How do you deal with that uncertainty of that part of, of, of your job? And he said, I work a lot. I save a lot. I try not to spend money on things that don't matter at all. I just save it, save it, and save it until I know that I got myself covered for a while if anything goes wrong. He said, then I can go to sleep comfortable and it doesn't matter. Those two answers are very different if you really think about it. Which brings me to another point that there's not one way to fix any situation. There's not one way to solve all your worries and troubles. What works for you might not work for me and vice versa. My uncle, he believes in just saving a lot. My dad believes doing your best job possible will be job security, period, because people will look for you. And guess what? They're both right in their own way. And I've been trying to implement that as I started my own business. Did that help me minimize my worry about being a business owner? Of course it did. Do I still get worried if my business doesn't grow as I would like it to? Do I still wonder if I'll be able to pay my employees? Of course, it's normal. But I minimize it by knowing that I do a good job. I minimize it by being honest every time I do a deal with someone. I minimize it by providing value to my customers. And I minimize it by saving up for a rainy day. Point number one, always look ahead, plan ahead, be ready. Point number two, ask others who have gone through what you're going through that makes you worried. I am sure they'll have something they can share with you that can help you. Point number three. Take time to think. Break down whatever is it that's making you worried. Break it down into small pieces and attack it that way. What do I mean by that? I'm too quick to just jump into reactions. I'm too quick to just jump into conclusions. This is probably the one that's been the hardest for me. 
taking time to think about it, analyze, meditate, ponder, whatever you want to call it. That's not something that comes natural to me. I run into a problem. I would either A, run to fix it, or B, run to be frustrated for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the month until the problem was fixed. Neither one of those was very useful. I had to learn to just take some time, think about it, write it down if I had to, and say, okay, what's really the problem? What is it that it's really causing me to worry about that thing? If you do the same, if you take that problem, write it down, break it down into small pieces, you'll realize that, yes, you can take a step towards fixing it right away. If the steps that you have to take towards fixing that challenge, that thing that's making you worried, if that step is small enough, you'll be able to take that step much easier, much quicker, and step after step, you'll be able to fix the situation. So take some time to think about it, talk about it, and as you do that, you'll be surprised how many times solutions will just come to you because you're taking the time to analyze the situation. Last one, last point. And before I say this one, I want you to know that I don't mean to minimize whatever is worrying you. I don't mean to say that whatever you're going through doesn't matter. I don't mean to say that whatever you're going through is not a big deal, okay? But this is one that I also struggle with, and that's why I know that it helps. Point number four, do your best and go to rest. What do I mean by that? After you have done all that you can to fix the problem, you have to leave it alone and rest. It doesn't matter how much you worry about it. If you cannot fix it at that moment, leave it alone. In fact, worrying about it when you can't really do anything, it's only going to make it worse. I know it's easier said than done. I know there's many levels of, of worriness and situations that you might be facing. But you have to understand that after you have done your very best, there's nothing left for you to do. At least for that moment. At the end of the day, when you have done your very best, you have to rest. And start again tomorrow. But it does no good for you, for your health for those around you, for the situation itself. It does no good if you are just constantly worrying about it. Your mind is not going to be clear. Your mind is not going to be rested. You have to learn to rest despite the fact that the thing that worries you might not be fixed yet. So just to recap real quick, number one, Always look ahead, plan ahead. Number two, ask others who have gone through the same thing that you're going through, how they dealt with it, what they learned, and what they would suggest that you do. Number three, take time to think. Take the big problem and break it down into small pieces. 
and attack it that way. Number four, do your best and go to rest. Look, I know for a fact that you cannot stop worrying and live worry-free, but you can definitely minimize it, and that's going to help you a lot. The other part that I wanted to talk about real quick, it's the part where I mentioned at the beginning with the whole Hakuna Matata thing, that they also said to live a life problem-free. Can we live a life that's problem-free? When I was younger, I would probably tell you that I hope so, that yeah, that I hope as an adult I could have lived a problem-free life. Now that I understand life a little better, I would tell you that no, you can't live a problem-free life. And I will go as far as telling you that you shouldn't want to live a problem-free life. And here's why. Because it is when we solve problems that we grow. When we solve problems, we get smarter. When we solve problems, we get stronger. Think about it. Think about it even from a business or professional point of view. Who gets paid more? Who grows more in their career? Is it not the people that solve problems? If you come to your boss with a problem and someone else comes to your boss with a solution, who's going to be better off? Of course, the one that comes to the boss with a solution. If you're trying to grow in your profession, you should be looking for problems because you should be looking on how to fix them so that you bring more value. You shouldn't be running away from problems. You should be trying to find them so that as you provide solutions, you grow as a person and you are looked at as a professional because of that. What about in family life? What about in a marriage? Well, when you learn to take a problem as a, as a marriage, as a couple, and solve it together through good communication, through understanding, through listening to your partner, your spouse, through all those things. When you learn to do that, you grow in a way that it, it, it just it can't be explained unless you go through it. But it's thanks to the problem that you had and that you took the time to learn how to fix it that you grew together. You should not run away from problems. You should learn how to fix them. You should learn how to take a problem, break it down, and solve it. It's going to help you a lot in every aspect of your life. Problem, problem solvers are winners because whatever they face, it's nothing but a challenge. It gets to be almost fun when you run into a problem and then you have to fix it. It's, it's, it's what separates the winners from the losers, really, those that give up and those that just keep going forward and going through every problem that they find fixing it, providing value for others, for yourself, for your spouse, for your family, for your boss. If you know how to solve problems, you got it made. So that's it. That's the two things that I wanted to talk about. Can you live worry-free? I don't think so, and you shouldn't want to. Can you live problem-free? I don't think so, and you shouldn't want to. So go ahead and think if any of these principles apply to you, 
think how you can implement some of this in your life so that you don't get as worried. And keep in mind that happiness is not in the absence of problems, but in the mastery of them. And I will talk to you in the next show. But until then, don't live stuck. Thank you.